0: This is the Alley Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC.
1: Welcome to another episode of Alley Le Rouge. I'm your host, Peter Hooten, and I'm joined by regular guests, Steve Monaghan, John Nicholson and Keith Poland. And I'm delighted to welcome Leicester City fan Riaz Khan, author of Memoirs of an Asian Football Casual, who agreed to do this podcast. Before the game, be when, when many were predicting an upset due to <laughs> Liverpool's injuries and an end to Liverpool's unbeaten home run, he did a Zoom meeting before with uh, some lads that Riaz knows as well uh, from Leicester. And uh, let me tell you, they were brimming with confidence. <laughs> did, you, did you feel the same,
2: Riaz? I mean, uh, going into the match, absolutely. I thought we were going to win 2 0 at least. Because you had no Mohamed Salah, you had no Henderson, you had no uh, Van Dyke, who is the you know, pound-for-pound pound, you know, best player in the world at the moment. Apparently, a lot of pundits say this, so we thought we had it in the bag, but obviously we didn't.
1: Yeah. I obviously. mean, was, uh, Leicester, Leicester have looked brilliant in the away games, haven't they? They scored, I think it's 13 in the four away games that they played, yeah. and they absolutely uh, dominated the, the, the match that the he had. So... Yeah. What do you think went wrong for Leicester yesterday, Riaz? I mean, was it was it lack of
2: confidence? Was it the wrong team selection? What, what happened? You guys are champions. You're the best in the country. That's what happened. Yeah. that yeah. one that was your best performance this season. No, hands, hands down, easy was best performance. I've been watching some of your games of recently, and they've not been that good, but you guys are on form. And it just, it was all over him. Yeah. We could handle you. that's what it was. And we have we've got a few injuries, like you know, we haven't got uh uh you know, Ricardo Pereira, we haven't got Shyunko. we haven't got uh Indidi, and we haven't got uh, uh what's Castagna, we haven't got these key players, but Daniel still had players that could fill their spots and we couldn't handle you guys. Yeah, we were terrible in the air. I mean, three goals in the air. I mean, headers, I mean one was the own goal, of course. I mean Evans didn't know what was going on there, but the other two goals—they're in the air. You had us in the air all the time. If we had a uh, Chiunko, I think he would have been able to counteract that, but we didn't have that player. Yeah, I think some
1: some of the Leicester lads were saying that they thought um, Under and Pratt should have started. Is that is that?
2: Uh, yeah. You think? I think so. Yeah. Old Brad could have been on because he wasn't on form, and Madison didn't really show well. Nor did uh, what's his name. um Till he him, him was neither. He didn't do that well neither. I mean, he didn't for some well. reason, he didn't really perform. Not at Barnes, to be honest with you. He didn't, uh, he didn't perform neither. I don't know. I think they probably, I don't know if they were nervous. It seemed like they were nervous. Of oh, Liverpool. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah. You've always been our bogey team, to be honest with yeah. mean, well, you. You used decades, to be our bogey team, so it's uh, <laughs> way back to him, isn't it? <laughs> well, the last de- few decades, we've only beat you three times in each decade, since the 1960s. That's a lot. You know what I mean? In nineteen sixty three three times, 1970s three times, 1980s three times, nine, nine, um, 1990s three times, and then obviously in we got relegated. And then yeah. we come back in 2014 we've been you three times only.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you're our bogey team. We can never seem to... Do you think, think Rodgers has got a bit of a... When he comes back to Anfield,
1: do you think he's got a bit of a... You know, a mindset of, oh, can't... You know, he doesn't really
2: know... what He seems to... He didn't seem to know what to do with his tactics. Yes, did. He, you no, know, I think he's probably. Loved, I think he still has love for Liverpool. That's probably what it is. <laughs> are you guys are going to lose this one. <laughs>
1: Keith, what did you? Uh, what did you think? I mean, it was uh, a great performance. I was,
0: I was always confident we beat Leicester, even with the injuries that we've had. And all Leicester have had days. I just think that, as Ria said, you know, we we are the champions of of England, and that's not by chance. That's by being a very good, if not brilliant and great team, and. The players that come in to replace the, the unfortunate injured players are on par with these players that would, that are out. You know, you look at someone like Curtis Jones. The kid come in and he does exactly what Klopp wants him to do, and that's why Klopp trusts him to put him in the team because yeah. he does exactly what he wants him to do. You know, he he would say that he's possibly not as spectacular as some pit players would be coming into time prove a point. He just does his job and he's never stopping. He's like you know, he's on the move all the time. You know, we are, yeah. That's why we could you know what happened with the game. I thought we dominated midfield. I thought, yeah. you know, we we just smothered their midfield. He couldn't get going. <coughs> Sealumans was was anonymous. You know, I like that Sealemans, he's a good player, but he, he just couldn't get going. You know, James Milner. Yeah. Back, you know, you can't. There's not there's no more ways you can speak about James Milner yeah. in respect of yeah. how good he's been for the for our club. <coughs> um, but I, I was always confident that we'd beat Leicester, and that's not being overconfident, I just think that we we are. I think it, because of obviously the last three or four years, we've been fantastic, haven't we? But prior to that, you know, we, we've had our years of both sorts and of, not so much in the wilderness. It, it's hard sometimes to, to, to grasp what you've got and we've got such a great side and it's just, it was no coincidence to me that we beat Leicester.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, John? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were brilliant all over the park, every, every player in every position. You know, and even when the subs came on, everyone was excellent last night. Um, we we're just talking about, all oh, Leicester's faults. you got to talk about how good we were, really, because
0: yeah.
3: maybe it's because we were so good Leicester couldn't get into the game. You were, know, you fear- um, were you feeling the worst, John? When- yeah, because um, I knew that record, you know, the 63 games last time. Yeah. And um, we all remembered it was Leicester because... We were all there on that day in January 81, and it just seemed like it was written in the stars. You know, you've done the 63 games, and then Leicester's number 64. And I knew, as Riaz said, they haven't done very well against us recently, but they have done over 40, 50 years. They've often been a bit of a thorn for us. So, yeah, I was feeling the worst with our injury problems. Um, I knew we were going to be able to select. But, all to know, the elite Liverpool were brilliant. Yeah,
1: Mono was...
4: Yeah, obviously the the build to the game was was the injuries for Liverpool, and you know Leicester the team in form. Rodgers fans these chances, uh, and as as we you know used to all the Leicester lads, they they also did. But I thought Liverpool were absolutely amazing. Just it's one of the best games I've seen for a long time. Yeah, you know it was the perfect game. Besides Casey getting injured, you know the young young kids who come in with spots on. You know, Casey Jones. You know, simple football. What clubs you saw? No fancy, no fancy flicks. Just play your football, at Eat simple ball, and he played very well yesterday. And Milner once again, you know, he never lets you down. That lad does he? Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But so, so was the old team, and as John you said, when all the subs come on, it, you know, it was the all just fitted into the team. And 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 I, and I totally agree. You know, wasn't that Leicester never had a bad game? I just thought we just overrun them everywhere, and we, we that's why we are the champions. Yeah,
3: John,
1: can yeah, you rap?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, um, as well like you got Vardy there. He, he was hardly in the game. So as as well as being as good as we were and dominating the ball, we also were able to stop Leicester really getting at us too much and, and hurting us. You know, the, the back four were excellent, even though you know it was it was all about our forward play. And the number of shots we had on target was quite a, a number, I think, for a um, for a long time. But. But maybe for Barnes I had a chance that he sliced wide in the first half. Yeah, on uh, a shot from Telemans. I don't yeah. think they yeah. really troubled us, and you know, defensively we were excellent.
1: Yeah, that I think that was the crucial moment, wasn't it? When uh Vardy went down the left, didn't he? Pulls it back and Barnes opened his body up trying to put it in the corner. But um yeah, so just chucked he it wide, curious. yeah. Riaz, were you I mean, were you hoping um you know maybe the chance was going to fall to Vardy rather than Barnes. I mean...
2: Yeah. I mean, I was even said to my, my mate was sitting there, we spoke to social distance, but I said to him, look, <laughs> what a chance to pass to Vardy. What was he playing at? Because Vardy had any chances whatsoever, none whatsoever. He had one or two glimpses of, you know, a chance of doing something, but it didn't fall through. And, and mm-hmm. Liverpool's defence was just, without Van Dijk, he still did really, really well. I mean, like I said earlier on, that's the best performance I've seen from you guys all season. Yeah. Keith, uh,
0: you know, going back to um, Brendan rogers I I I, was, I thought he was telling when he sort of his his post match interviews, he was, you can tell he's still in order of Liverpool as as, as an organisation and as as the club that it is and how, you know such a an institution in something respects. Like and he you know he's very um, plentiful in his praise, and I think that does play on people's minds when he come back to Anfield. You know, certainly when because when he was at Liverpool, I, you know, we nearly won the league. You can't take that away from me. You know, it was just unfortunate. But I always thought it was he—he he, he was in love with the place itself and the, and the institution of the football club rather than trying to be the football manager, if you know what I mean. And I still think that's got a hold on himself personally as a manager Um because he they didn't. Not saying he didn't say last year, He did obviously, but you know, everyone said it. We, we were a much better side from start to finish, and we were always going to be, in my opinion. But I think that sort of, maybe that sort of. Filtered down into the players from the manager. I don't know when they turn up at Anfield Rogers, mm. uh, but they're not the same team that, as you said, they went to, uh, to City and basically wiped the floor with them. You know what mm. I mean? And they, I think they'd won every away game until they come to Anfield, so they're no mugs. Yeah. Um, but we were just just a dominant side. Everyone just played the part. Just as, as Mono said, the subs who come on were fantastic. And, you know, what, you know, gotta again, he's another one. He's just he's just absolutely fantastic for us. You know, runs he makes, you know, the, the running off the ball, you know, his, his, his energy, it's, it's its fantastic to see.
1: Yeah, long, Yeah, you...
4: Yeah, you know, you just said, hey, uh, Roger's still in awe. Oh. Well, it's, it's like when he first come. he comes down with, uh, and starts skiing us jumper, and a week later he's wearing Armani suits. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens when he comes back to Liverpool, he's still in awe, oh, obviously. Like, but, nah, you know, he done, done great for us in, in, uh, in that season, when, you know, a couple of seasons getting us up there when we nearly, but uh, yeah. obviously it wasn't good enough, but... I wish him well at Leicester.
1: Yeah.
2: Riaz is what's the general opinion of uh, Rogers? We think it's brilliant. I mean, obviously happened with around the area and got stabbed in the back. We had a couple of mishaps with managers, but Rogers has done a fantastic job. Look, I mean, we're in Europe again, and we're doing yeah. really, really well in Europe at the moment. We've got a team on Thursday, I forgot the name, Brava or something, or Braga, I can't remember the name now. We've got it on Thursday, and he's doing really well. Re- look, look our record at the moment. We're we're top of the league for what, just for you know, a couple of weeks, but then obviously we got knocked off by Tottenham and then we lost against you guys. We still would have been top of the, If we would have been yesterday, we'd be top of the league. And he's doing a really, really good job. He seems to be getting all the players to gel together and play together really well. But like I said about when he came to Liverpool, I think that might be that nostalgia in him or that fear that may, might trickle down to the players because they didn't have that, that raw rage. And I think, you know what it is? There's no fans. The fans always egg our players on. And without the fans, it's nothing. It's not the same. It's just like a flipping... You know, like a grass, grass flipping roots football Sunday, Sunday morning football match. It's not yeah. the same.
1: He said, uh, he said in the post match interview that you know his players were too passive, and I read in the paper this morning that uh, Schmeichel was screaming at them all the time. You know, be more aggressive, be more aggressive. But yeah. I think that was the case of when you when you're facing Manny, Firmino, and, yacht and yachting, um the, the movements are so. I mean, it's hard to be aggressive, isn't it, against players like that. Because you're just going to give fouls away all the time. That people,
0: you know, you can't tackle anyway anymore, okay? let's be honest about it. So, but that's you know, it's that's easy to say, but very hard to do when you're up against class players. You know, Mane, he, he, you know, Mane he's got that smile on his face where he just loves a fight, you know what I mean? To the you know, metaphorically, he just loves it when someone tries to knock him out of his side and knock him out of his game. It's a challenge to him, and, it, and normally he comes out on top. And then you've got Firmino, you know, the lads for me, he's been done nothing wrong for us, all right? He hasn't scored as, as many goals as he'd like. But he's still, a, you know, a class, world-class player for us. So we we'll up again. So it's all well and good saying be more aggressive and stop being passive. But Liverpool never let Leicester off the out of their half. Basically, you just roll over them all the time. So it was Liverpool who had being dominant. <gasps> well, be
2: well, in the first half, we sort of sat back for some reason. Usually, <coughs> why we did that a tactic from um, Rodgers. To be honest with you, I don't know why we sat back. Usually, we attack. We sort of go straight in. But yesterday we sort of sat back in the first half. In the second half, there was a bit of a glimmer, a bit of hope. But then it's got fizzled away because of two, you know, because of the goals and stuff that you guys scored. So yeah, I get what you mean, Keith. Yeah. You were a better team, no doubt.
1: I think um, I think that was a killer blow, wasn't it, on forty one minutes when uh, I think Old Brighton darted out at uh, Robertson, didn't he? Yeah. And Robertson beat him. And then put, put the cross in. It was like a bit of a headless chicken challenge by Albrighton. He, d- he didn't have to do that, did he? He could no. have held the ground, you know. But um, putting that cross was just perfection, wasn't it? I mean, and Yoss at the end on the end of it, you know, he's what a revelation he's been. I mean, I was pleased when we signed him, but I didn't expect him to be this good. He's like he's uh, he's absolutely uh, top class, isn't he? John
3: yeah, Jota Jot was great, and you just mentioned Andy Robertson as well, and it was a brilliant cross. But i was just going to make the point that one of the really plus points for us, I think, um, was Firmino getting the goal because I think he deserved one. I thought he played really well. He's got some great touches, like and you know the way he can keep the ball and, um, when he's got men up on his back and things. And you know, it was with with his goal. I think it might just be something that that he needs maybe to. Just have a bit more confidence in the next few games and hopefully going forward, he'll he'll start scoring more
1: regularly. Yeah, I mean, the second half there, it was almost like, it was becoming comical, wasn't it, when uh, it was hitting the bar, in the post and when he went in, I think it was something like a millimetre, which is absolutely nothing, isn't it? It's it's the breadth of a hair, basically. Um, And it was just becoming, so to get that header from Milner's Corner... Was absolutely, you know, it, it was it was fantastic for him. You could see what it meant to him and Klopp and and the rest of the team. You know, and the rest of the team,
4: yeah, yeah. Mono? yeah. I suppose to say that, you know, you can see the camaraderie all around um, Firmino when he did score the goal. You know, even, even myself and the else, we all jumped up. You know, we were all so happy because all the, um, you know, he's not saying he's had a bad time, but all the talk is now Josh is get you know, put it in before him. And on all that, but I was really amazed for Firmino to get on Scorsese last night. Yeah. You know, He was unlucky on you to know, go, you know, the you chance? He was just, just over the line, a really millimetre, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Klopp um, was asked, you know, uh, to pick someone out, but he, he said Milner, didn't he, after the game? He didn't want to pick anyone out, but yeah. he said, he uh, out, uh, what a professional footballer he is. He's just unbelievable, isn't he? And I think what Riaz was saying before, you know, OK, we have Van Dijk out and, and Gomez, you think that's going to weaken Liverpool's back four? But if you look at it, it's Robertson, Matip, Fabinho, and Milner. They're all top class players, aren't they? You know, they're <laughs> all top class players, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, and say it's no there's no coincidence that we are where we are at this stage, you know, in the evolution under um, Klopp. He's got us to a stage where we are a, a world class side. And we, at, sometimes we don't realise it ourselves, I think, sometimes, because we're so good and we do obviously you're going to miss fans like you are going to miss center and there's no two ways about it but the players who are coming in now are top class replacements you might be even playing in the position you'd like to be playing in at that time but they still got the mentality to go in and play to the best of their abilities and put a team performance in and make us win the game and that's fantastic that's you can't you know that's priceless man, let's be honest about it if you can get a centre field player to come in and go and play center half against some of the best center forwards in the world and snuffle them out like Fabinho against Chelsea and Leicester. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: I think uh, Curtis Jones as well needs to yeah. be mentioned. He, he was absolutely magnificent, wasn't he? And he? He wanted the ball all the time and it was great the way he was linking up with Keita and Will Alden. But having someone like Will Alden in the midfield, when you see what he does, he, he he's, he's so calm on the ball, isn't he? He never gives the ball away hardly. And it's, he's just the perfect midfielder. So Curtis... And Keita can move around him, can't he? And they're all looking for those triangles in midfield. But I think Curtis... And then Nico Williams comes on. And he starts playing well as well. I and mean, he got caught a couple of times in defence, but attacking-wise, he was great, wasn't he? John?
3: Yeah. the Peter, all who you just mentioned, you know, um, Curtis Milner. But I was just going to make the point about Fabino before. If he hasn't played for a month or whatever, has he? Um... Since he's on his hamstring, and I think certainly in, in his first game against Chelsea, I think he was on the right of his centre half, only because Van Dyke was playing. Then last night he plays on the left, so just brilliant that he, he just slots into either either position in the back four. And and, yeah. and he's as good as he is, you know. Well, you're right about when as well. Like he had another great game, you know, central mm-hmm. um, midfield. there, he was great, especially after he played what he played for Holland as well. By the way, yeah.
1: yeah. Riyas in international games. half time We're just thinking damage limitation, or do you, were you thinking maybe we can get back into this, get an early goal, or
2: were you hoping? No, no chance. <laughs> I could see what the, the first half performance. I thought Brendan might have a fit and tell the players to pull the socks up, but obviously I thought now nah, the way you guys were playing, just we had no chance, no way. And when you put an under and Pratt. You should put them on lax like, at the beginning of the game, but when you put them in the game, kind of changed slightly. But then, when you, yeah. me, you got his goal in, that was it, it was all over.
1: Yeah, he had, yeah. Uh, when they came on, you did definitely did have a 10 minute spell, yeah, where you, you know, you, no clear cut chances as such. It was the ball no. No. definitely uh, kept possession a bit better? And they yeah. were working, they were working opportunities up, weren't they? Under and Pratt. I mean, why do you think he might have started with them? Is there any?
2: I have no idea because uh, okay, Barnes has got a good record. So uh, who came off? I forgot the person who came off now. My head's gone. Uh, Barnes, and who's the other person that came it off? Madison, was it? Was it Madison? Yeah, it Madison. Madison. They've, they've had good rec- track records, but for some reason yesterday, I, I don't know, He should. he's not started with under, really. He's not really put him at the, at the beginning. He's not really started him off. And No, he's, he's done a few of uh, prep, but not with under. I think yeah. he start off with under and give him a chance he does some wicked crosses, he's a brilliant yeah. player, he's fantastic. And we have I, more Vardy seems to gel with him and he seems to score with when he, he crosses the ball and just sees the opportunities and sort of you know puts it in. But yesterday we couldn't do it because of your defense. I mean, me,
1: dad. I was in my dad's watching the game and he uh he, he came out with the uh, Johnny Evans is doing well for them, isn't he? Just before he gave <laughs> <laughs> he the own goal, and then also he said. Don't write these off," he said. The second half, this is a game plan from Rodgers. He'll have tried to keep it tight for one nil. Obviously, the second goal killed them really. But you yeah. kind of can't keep it tight, and then they'll come out and try and hit us in the second half. But
2: it all evaporated. All the all the dreams went, didn't he? Yeah, and you got a new player, Jota, wasn't it? He? He's fantastic. Yeah, he was amazing yesterday. I've never seen. I've never seen a player like him. He's a brilliant player, fantastic player. And when he scored that goal, was when I thought, oh, gosh, it's over. The second goal was in. I thought, oh, we've had it now. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like a little Rottweiler. kept going forward, kept going, from, you know, really trying to get it in there. He's a brilliant player. You've got an asset there. He's like a Fofano. He's 19 years old. He didn't know what he was going to be like. As soon as he got on the pitch, he's a brilliant defender. And I'm sure either you guys or Manchester City will probably try to
4: snatch him up. Yeah. Mono. I, I, I'm not going to say he, he's exactly like him, but it's only reminds me of Kevin Keegan when yeah. Sadly says to him, go, go out there and drop bombs everywhere, and that's, and that's yeah. what Josh is doing. Yeah, yeah, he just he just gets, or, or, you know, he's from midfield and he, he can play on the left and he's going on to the right or right down the middle. He just pops up everywhere, doesn't he? They yeah. can't cope with it. So, absolutely tremendous performance. I think we're all, every
1: Liverpool fan was, I think, you know, a bit of trepidation there, you know, because of the. Uh, because of the press talk, really, and everyone talking about the unbeaten record, but to go 64 games unbeaten, uh, you know, it's an absolutely, I never thought I'd see the 63 beaten, I never thought of that time from 78 to 81. Yeah. You know, it's such an uh, incredible achievement, and for this team to have done it, um, you know, under the circumstances as well, no crowds on the ground, you know, it's re- it's a real massive achievement, isn't it? You know, you know. It's, <laughs>
0: Obviously, a build up from obviously from when it started, but you tend to think that when when, um, when uh, clock first come, obviously, you know, he was finding his feet and the team was finding his feet as well. So, to start that, how long is it now? Three years, is it? Three seasons,
4: three, three
0: years un- unbeaten, yeah, yeah. So, you know, to, to start that. it and then obviously just go so quick that's gone so quick for me. That three years it's gone over on a blimp. It's yeah.
1: Palace, wasn't it? That's defeat. Yeah, So,
0: you know, to, to start it for the start, you know, the way we were playing, and obviously the, the problems we had anyway, you know, before Van Zyke coming on, you know, our defense wasn't the best anyway, was it? Let's be honest mm-hmm. about it. So, to, to sort to of build that momentum up, it's, it's a testament to the team and the managers, the management team
4: as well. No, being here five years and being beaten four times, you know, Klopp, what a record, you know, that, that's, a, that's an amazing start, Darren, you know, yeah. and, and you just can't see you can't see it ending really at Anfield.
0: No, way. honestly, I go back to what I said before. I don't. Sometimes we, I certainly, not saying I don't realize you do understand the team we have got, but it's it's become because it's so good now. It's it's becoming commonplace for us to do these things, and you don't understand this sometimes. And you don't, you know, appreciate it to a degree because of the, the mentality that these players have got now and what they what they're achieving on a weekly basis it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Josh, and Josh has he broke the record in his first four home games. Uh, fans in the net, you know, another another record broken.
3: Ale le Rouge on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Now that uh, record, seventy-eight to eighty-one. Ray Clemence was in goal, and it was a very poignant uh, commemoration for him before the game. Allison wore his replica uh, eighty-one European Cup final shirt. And then they went behind the goal, and there was a minute's applause. Yeah, uh, which I thought was fitting, really, rather than a minute's silence. And, yeah,
0: there's no silence in the grounds here is sometimes, isn't he? So a minute's applause yeah.
1: But um, you know, what you, th- what do you, you know, what a, what a goalkeeper he was, Ray Clements. I mean, just do a little tribute to Ray Clements ourselves. Uh, what are your favourite memories, Marno, of, of Ray Clements?
4: Well, it's you know we spoke about this uh, earlier on in the week. Um, you know the the great save we done in uh, in Rome seventy seven, you know, Steeler. was here. able. He, yeah. You
1: know, it was,
4: it was an important time? You know, moments in the match at the time. And, and going back to seventy three, you know, the penalty save against Munching United. back yeah. You know, when we won three nil, but then we got beat to and all over there. So it was it was so important. That's that save, but but listen, we can go on all night about his saves. You know, uh, from for all the games, for all the easy play for us. Uh, what what a lovely man, you know. He, he was he, you know we've the goal. He, when he when he got he, um, he said I think it was comes to Liverpool. It was it was a telegram. It, was, it had done a goalkeeper, didn't it? That you was know, that was Liverpool's. Yeah. That, yeah, Liverpool used to use that as the telegram.
1: Yeah, goalkeeper. You
4: know, you know
1: Elisha well, Scott days that.
4: Yeah, well you know look you know the tributes you know the flags you know uh, what piece of done with the goalkeeper. that was brilliant. Yeah. The spying cop lads with uh, you know Clemens is our goalie and number one. Uh, great tributes, you know. Uh, He's only sadly missed one Liverpool's great, greatest greatest yeah. players ever.
1: John,
3: I think twice I met him. I was lucky enough to meet him or be very briefly. I was just trying to figure out the dates. I think the first one was when we played um, watching Gladbach in the semi-final in '78. I think in the Ryan Stadion. Don't know if he remembered when we were, yeah, yeah. were training, yeah. and, he, and he took time to speak to us, you know, because we were watching the training session. Um, and then a few years ago when we did the Rome 40-year celebration in, in town and um, he, he was at that and, and he was moving around people. And I remember thinking, well, what, what a nice guy he is. Really, really nice guy. You know, uh, and of course, like, yeah, he, he was he a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, Memories-wise, for me, he's probably the goalkeeper that changed what a goalkeeper started to be in the way that he used to sweep up and play from the edge of his area, if you like, you know. Mm. You know, getting out there. I mean, people have told me that Tommy Lawrence actually started, was the one who started doing it. But um, Clemens seems to be the first modern keeper, yeah. even though we never yeah. wore gloves as well. This yeah. is amazing. Keith, any memories? Um, yeah,
0: you know, I, 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 the, my game I remember um, is because... It was when we played Bruges, I think, in the semi final, uh, the final, of the UEFA Cup at Anfield, and we were 2 0 down at the time, I think, at the time. And, and I think he made some fantastic saves in that to keep the score to 2 0 at, at that time. Yeah. Um, and then we got a, I think we come back to draw 2 or uh, 1 3 2, didn't we, the end? And then obviously drew away to win it. You know, he, he, he had the knack of making obviously very important saves a very important times. His model picked up on the European Cup final, but he was such a, a consistent goalkeeper. You know, he, because we were so dominant. The team itself that he was playing in he'd only had to make one or two saves in a game and sometimes we're at the end of the game when we're, you know we're maybe not killing teams off and we're winning one nil and he would come up with a you know such a crucial state at stage to the match where his concentration levels must have been with the best around because he was in the best team around and he's the best goalkeeper we've ever had you know I i'm old i'm not that old uh so i don't know you know obviously team plays before him but I've not seen a better goalkeeper play for Liverpool, and, and I include Allison and And you know, Rainer was good for us at some stage. But you know, when people talk like, like David James and all I mean, that, he's not fit to least the man's boost, you know what I mean? In my in my opinion. Even right. Grobola, I didn't like Grobola, i never have done, never think he was a good goalkeeper. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah. So to me, to to replace Clemens was was gonna be a hard thing to do anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know we come in and he and he won't think about, but he was nothing. No one was compares to years ago.
1: 1978-79 season, and it was a 42 game season. Uh, we conceded 16 goals. That is an unbelievable. Uh, never be beaten with it. But if you look at, uh, <laughs> I think the, the nearest thing we've we've seen to him. But if you look at the um, the win ratio. Uh, Clemens and this was on liverpoolhistory.net Clemens was about uh, 54% win but Alisson's 75 but is that because of the way we're playing more games in Europe and a few and, Clemens is
0: there over the longer period at the moment so he's got more games to play hasn't he, he played 600 yeah. games than he for Liverpool was it?
1: 665 I think 600.
0: or? you know he's obviously you know that's percentage wise is going to be yeah. a lower one for Clemens because he played more games has he? yeah um, you know,
1: Riaz, the, before you leave us, uh, thank and thanks again for coming on because you know I know, a, yeah. I know no, you I know no, you were thinking no. I'm gonna go on there and it's be talking <laughs> about a Leicester win. But um before you leave us, um have you got any memories of Ray Clemens? Yeah, it was
2: the best goalkeeper I've ever seen, to be honest with you, especially for Liverpool. He was the it was magic. He was better than shooting. Grobler, I thought Grobbler was great, sorry Keith, but I thought it was a great goalkeeper, but from what I remember, from what I call, you know what I mean? I thought it was. But I only saw Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: digitally on that one the <laughs>
2: yeah. air. Really I mean, look, he's, he won so many European Cups with you guys. And how yeah. many how did you win? And how many UEFA Cups did you win? FA Cups? You know, the guy was a legend. And he was a gentleman as well at the same time.
1: Yeah, you talk about being a gentleman. I had the privilege to interview him. 2017, he came off from Hertfordshire to a Shankley night. Uh, it was a fundraiser, really. For the 60s team because some you know um you know they didn't get much money out of football uh and a few of them we'd heard on the gray fine uh within financial difficulty so ray clements came up from harfordshire because and i asked him afterwards which hotel he's staying in and he said oh no i'm going straight back to harfordshire so i said you you've driven up and going back on the same night?" he said yeah i wanted to meet tommy lawrence and i was lucky enough to interview Clemens, Tommy Lawrence, and they were laughing about uh, and Chris Lawler and Phil Buesma as well were on the panel, uh, but uh, they were laughing about when Shankly bought Clemens. He told um, he told Clemens that uh, Tommy Lawrence was over the hill. He was in his thirties, um, and he wasn't. Tommy Lawrence was in was twenty seven and had a few years left in him. So he said, "You'll be in the team, son. You know, in a few 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 more games, you'll be in the team." that was 67 he didn't become a regular till uh, 1973 years later but it just shows you how how Shankly got people to come to the club but Ray Clement said he learned so much off Tommy Lawrence and Tommy Lawrence didn't see him as a threat he, he took him under his wing he said you know and that's why he wanted to come up to Liverpool to see Tommy because he knew Tommy wasn't well and unfortunately Tommy passed away a few months later you know but uh, it just shows you type of person he was really you know yeah so yeah i'd like to thank riaz for for joining us and um good luck with the rest of the season riaz and and
2: th- thanks for coming on thank you for having me i think you guys are probably going to take it this season yeah
1: you yeah. never know
2: you, i think, Tot- I think
1: Tottenham Cheers,
2: Tottenham, no. You can't let Tottenham with no. 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 I
1: no, think they though, but they're going to be challenging. I think, but I think Don't you can never goodness. do it out You can never do it out City. Can you either? You know. <laughs> but uh, good luck for the rest <laughs> of the. Nice to you, Riaz. Thanks, Andrew. Take oh, thank
2: Good night. Thank you very we're much. You know what
1: what you me. Sasser, and um, other teams, yeah. Thanks, Riaz. See yeah, thank you very much, guys. Play Atalanta on Wednesday, and you know what? um Klopp was very angry. When he was talking about uh, tv schedules and it was cut out of um, of the sky interview but it's gone all over the internet his interview and he was basically saying wasn't he that you know who 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 does these tv schedules and as fans we've always had big question marks about the tv schedules but i think he was spot on wasn't he i think in youtube it says clop's Clop, rant it wasn't a rant at all it was basically um it was basically opinions about what are you doing to the game. The broadcast, and he was actually saying, The broadcasters, you're not talking to each other, and you're certainly not talking to the <coughs> Mono,
4: yeah, you know. And by the way, it's not just club, you know. Uh, social had done it do the week when he they come home from oh, Turkey yeah. and then um, played at Everton at half 12, you know, yeah. Saturday afternoon. Uh, order as you go, it's you know, it's, listen, all these teams that play in Europe, they've got to sort of be be a bit more careful with them now, especially with what's going on and the injuries. Don't you know, do which has been highlighted a lot. um But it's it's just not on football whatsoever. You know these these early kickoffs when they're coming on from from somewhere. Uh, you know halfway around Europe, and so he's got every right to. You know, yeah. and I can, it's I totally agree with him. And that's just you know as the yeah. as a uh, manager. It's, well, obviously there's no fans in the ground now, but we've been saying if you know the match size they're giving kickoffs for especially the Mary ones in bournemouth you know at, at 12 o'clock on a, on a saturday or a Sunday after, sunday morning kind of thing you know what i mean yeah. and it's it's it's, it's amazing clubs come up with it and, and said it all uh i know but because what he, what he was saying no one's talking about it so the the, the interviewer when I asked him about it he said well you know it's your clubs have agreed to this he yeah.
1: said yep
4: yeah, but to But it's someone in office just making it up and going yeah, let's do that and they all say yeah so why are they all talking to you about it yeah
1: even
4: our club you know, when when they're in the room, we know through the SOS when we well when have been sitting in rooms with, um, with the, the FA in the Premier League over football time, you know, kickoff times, and it's, they're just oblivious to it all. But what's yeah, what's, yeah. what's going on in the real world?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a, there are a few games on because um, uh, Liverpool play Ajax the following Tuesday, so they couldn't really play on the Sunday, but they could play Saturday night, couldn't they? Which would have improved the things. Uh, I think there's. Um, Leeds? Everton Leeds, is it? Um, yeah, it's Everton Leeds at R 5 And West Brom, Sheffield United at eight o'clock on Saturday. So either of those games could have been swapped to accommodate uh, Liverpool, couldn't he? You will know, give them at least, you know, it's near more or less another half-day, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, why, why do you think they're so inflexible?
0: Well, don't forget, Liverpool and Manchester United are the biggest aren't they, commercially. For these, for the broadcasters, so at that past twelve, um, that probably you know somewhere in the world, in a, in a, an important sort of market area of commercialism, is probably a good time for somebody. I you know what I mean. So Liverpool, unfortunately, a victim of their own success, and so Man United in respect of that. They're the two biggest clubs in Britain, two of the biggest clubs in the world, the Premier League's the most watched league anyway. So we're the ones who are going to suffer more than most. The other team because we're the draw for these commercial partners who wanna who wanna be associated with us and, and the commercials that they charge the prices wise when we're playing at half time and things like that. It, it's all about the money, isn't it? So you know this is as Mono said, this has been going on for years. This you know, and Klopp is not the only manager to come out and say it, he's come out and said it in a more thoughtful way than some of them would do, which is great. Um but but um, well, you know. It's a, it's, a, it's a conversation to be had with the broadcasters by the clubs, but the, the broadcasters will basically tell the clubs, shut up, you are getting £5 billion over three years, yeah. use yeah. your soul, basically. And that's, once you sell your soul to the devil, mate, you've got no chance of that. That's just been going on for a long time now with, with this guy. BT got involved now, obviously, but it's been going on 50 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. John? Yeah, I think
3: the thing, club's spot on. You know, I am not mentioning a couple of managers, but Lampard also commented on it when Chelsea were at Newcastle, um, which only last Saturday won it, um, yeah. for the early kick-off. So what what, it, what I think it is, nobody likes these early kick-offs. The fans haven't liked them for years. You know, every time we went to Anfield for half-twelve kick-off, you could play every single Monday night and then it just wasn't the same atmosphere, was it? So well, they're not even good for the match-going fans. But I think the reason why they do it is for the far east, because yeah singapore china whatever it's they were eight nine ten ten hours ahead it's spot yeah. on for them sort of yeah. nine ten o'clock on a saturday night yeah if if they have 12 game goes on the tv companies the far east haven't got games other than when they're just about going to bed or going to sleep so they might not yeah. pay the money that they're paying to be team you. so it's most unlikely they'll drop it but Klopp is spot on and more of the more of the managers need to say um if, if the TV yeah. games got shared more fit, more evenly, um, and I don't mean now in COVID times when everyone's on now kicking off at all different sorts of times, but well, in a typical season, for example, you know, your Bournemouths and your Burnleys, etc. They get most of their games at three o'clock on a Saturday. We yeah. don't. We're yeah, looking yeah. To, get, to get three. So they're mm-hmm. never going to complain, particularly when they get as much money as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So maybe if the TV won't change, maybe... Next time they do the contract, they've got to say, "Well, okay, Liverpool are only on for ten games, but so is Burnley, and then that forces them to put Burnley and Palace on a Saturday lunch instead of us, or yeah. as you like, Everton, right, Leeds, West Brom, Sheffield United. As far as I know, neither of them's got a game. Then um, this made happy, like like you. The yeah. teams, off yeah.
1: So, so got- why
3: why one of them could not be in at twelve thirty and yeah. right, Leeds, the
1: evening kickoff? I don't know. I think that's what Klopp's definitely saying. But so against Atalanta, I mean, we've got maximum points. They've got four points. I think Ajax have got four points. Um, so, do you think do you think he'll actually rest a few players for Atalanta and keep a stronger squad for for Brighton or the other way round? I mean, I, I, I think himself,
3: I, I think he's. We've got to go for it and get the win and get the group done. I don't think we can yeah. afford to, to go half heartedly and play a more experienced side because, you know, that's a that will have a little bit to prove after that 5 0, if you like. They're not going to just lie down and accept it. They're going to come and have a go and try and sort of get some pride back. From our point of view, if we get the win, well, that is it. We've got four wins. Yeah. We're going through whatever. If you don't get to win, it means you've still got to win one. So you've got to have them players this in it's a week. Time time when just as busy. So I think he's got to go with the strongest team. Forget Brighton. Play the next game with your strongest team. Yeah,
1: Keith.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with John. I think you know, as we spoke about this the other week, I think is that obviously it's because of the nature of the centre of more than else. and obviously they're coming back into you know players are coming back in anti, um, back to fitness, and some of the centre halves are in the. Um, to squad hardy, so obviously he's, he's sort of got a bit of a problem there, but I think the sooner we get the, the group boxed off, he can start resting players a little bit better than in, in the games that are coming up against Ajax and what have you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I, don't, I think the mantle of, for Klopp anyway is always been and Liverpool in Liverpool in its time. It's always The next game the next game's the most important game, isn't it? It always mm-hmm. has been, and always will be. So, I don't think we can afford to take our foot off the gas in that respect. And I think, I think he'll put a strong side I think we'll, we'll win the game,
1: to be honest. Well, Sal has tested negative, so he's in training again. So yeah. hopefully, you know, we'll be back. Mono?
4: Yeah, I, I think he'll mix it up a bit myself. Uh, we do need to get the win, and it puts it to bed because, you know, to get the two wins in, um, in Amsterdam and Atlanta, it was, you know, we've more or less seen a group, group off now. And I would be ashamed to, to lose this game on, on Wednesday. And then we, we've got to go start fighting for them then the points then. But you know it'll be more of a strong side, but he has he has got to look at that defense. You know, I think massive. I possibly give him a rest. You know, yeah. bring Phillips or Williams in. You know, who have done great since when he have come in. But I think there'll be a couple of changes. You know, I think we might get a Iggy playing. You know, people like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And obviously, um, Brighton's not going to be any walkover, is it? I mean, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it? You well,
0: well Brighton had a good footballer side, are not they? Which you know, I think last well. Th- Last season, but obviously the COVID season, towards the end of last season, I thought that was a great game we played down there. I really enjoyed that game. It was one of the better games that was part of the lockdown at the time. Um, yeah. to give us, us a good game, Brighton, although we won. Um, so I can't see it being an easy game anyway. you know, I, know I was always confident we would beat less, and, and I'm confident that we will beat Brighton, but they're a good footballer side, Brighton. I, I like their manager. He, he, he plays the game right and he's got them organised and he's got them playing in a certain way which suits them. So it's not
4: going to be yeah mono no they're, they're a very good team i've watched them you know when he when he's played this he year. every game every game that they've lost you know they could you should have won it yeah. you know they, they play great football and they can pass the ball yeah. you know they've, they've got the uh the, the right back i was having Lancy so he, he's suspended which is a big plus for liverpool um yeah he's, they, he's, he's, he's a great little player i mean it could well be a plus for lancy being out to be honest
3: but we well, yeah, Brian. They've been unlucky this season, Brighton. They've they've played well in most games, and and for where they are on the table, it doesn't quite reflect the way they've been playing. I think so. It will be a difficult game. I you know, to, they were unlucky I to lose to Man United. They, they should have beat them. Yeah. And even that four-two defeat at Everton, I thought he played better than the four-two suggests. You know, yeah, against yeah. Everton, like um.
1: So so it's a tough, tough, tough game. Hmm. So there was another announcement um, this week that um, uh, there might be, after the lockdown's over, there might be some fans getting into the ground. I think it was uh, tier one, there's going to be 4,000 maybe let in. And tier two, which, you know, the Liverpool Echo was was suggesting uh, Liverpool might be in tier two because of the uh, mass testing and and our, our rates have come right down. Uh, so tier two would be two thousand fans, I think. Uh, I mean, uh, is that feasible? Do you think? I mean, uh, has anyone read into it more and the uh, possibilities of that happening? How are you going to pick? We've got twenty six, twenty eight thousand season ticket holders. How are you going to pick your two thousand? You know, it's going to be a lottery, isn't it? You know. Yeah, well, it's it's if
4: that's if that's the way it's going to be, please. You know, listen, you know, twenty six thousand, you know, season ticket holders. And I, I can tell you now, probably a big chunk of probably wouldn't want to go because of what's going on yeah. around around it. So um and then you know the game's coming thick and fast like so you're gonna get a game every you know ten days or so, aren't you? Yeah. at Anfield possibly. So it can quickly rotate it around, you know, the two thousand that, that do you want to go. Mm. Would you be going if you were offered the chance? Definitely, yeah. And he's and he's I need to see the cop start to get back in
1: (laughs) Keith would you be taking up on the the offer if it was
4: yeah
0: yeah I I, I, you know I can't wait to go back to match you know obviously all the uncertainty about you know these vaccinations and whatever that's going to carry on but you know I think going back to the point about safety wise I think you know the football clubs the bigger football clubs and even the smaller football clubs will be able to manage it quite easily I think I think from what I heard one of the criteria was not so much the size of the ground It's it's just it's the surrounding areas, you know. Obviously, when you're coming out the ground, people mixing in the streets because, you know, certain clubs have got bigger concourses outside the grounds and and then on the bigger built-up areas like what Anfield's in. So I think that's part of the criteria where they were talking about at one stage letting say ten or fifteen thousand people. Well, that's not going to be the case. It's only two thousand, so mm. they, they should be able to disperse into the streets of Anfield quite quickly and safely and and not really converge and, and mix with each other if they do it if everyone does what they are supposed to do, which I'm sure we will. If you get the option, so yeah, I'd definitely welcome the chance to go back.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got the antibodies, haven't you? Yeah. I looked at me, yeah. <laughs> you know, haven't <laughs> got the antibodies, but John, you have an echo COVID, have you? You know, me and you, it's fifty. Um, well, yeah. I have it, I think, before they um, actually
3: tested you, you know, back in March. Oh, you're so, just trying to be trendy. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, I, I can't wait to go back and I don't think it's been a it's a problem two thousand. Whatever figure we can start getting back in the ground with, let's yeah. just get back in the ground. And from the football club's point of view, it's quite straightforward, I think, for Liverpool with their IT systems that they've got. <laughs> 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 <on> the <laughs> let's play the numbers game. Yeah. So, you know, but quite simply they've just got to find who, who wants to go and pick 2,000 people and then yeah. the next time pick a different 2,000 people? It's yeah, simple. not
1: hard. But not hard. Yeah. No. I said to me, I said to my dad who's in his 90s, I said, would you go back? He went, yeah, I'd go back as long as no one's sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what, though, you're going to have every camera on you, aren't you? There's going to be so few people on that ground. you will everyone yeah. will have a camera stuck on them just checking what they're doing.
4: You've got a mask on, I on. You. you. I
0: know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no
1: anyway,
0: be that chance
1: it be good. It's all it's all speculation at the moment. So hopefully, you know that will happen before Christmas. But you well, know, we've come out and
0: said it today. I mean, the government have said it.
1: Yeah,
0: hopefully,
1: be, um, you know, people will get the chance to get back in. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I mean, to think that we're playing so well, you know, we we missed out on them lifting the league last year. You know, to be doing so well and to be challenging again this year. You know it'd be absolutely uh, it'd be terrible if we couldn't get in the ground again sometime this year and I think it's more likely it's going to be the spring before you get any uh, bigger numbers in you know but fingers crossed that it can happen you know
0: The bigger thing for me now and I'm and probably scared of the rest of the league, I think Liverpool more than most missed the fans and I think the team have finally got the head round not playing in front of fans and got I'm sort of to comfortable with it. And, yeah. and the levels of play have gone up because of it. And that's only a good thing for us. Because uh, I can't see many teams being able to cope with us now, to be
3: honest.
4: Yeah, but that's what Rias was saying earlier on, you know, do you miss know, the, the, the fans to work them on? But when, when we're playing the way we are, the likes of yesterday, imagine, you know, 56,000 uh, yeah. to 5,000. Well, we're yeah. playing better
0: now, Mono, because even with the crowd not being there, the fans are yeah. I thought it took us a while yeah. to get used to it. But we have got used to it now, in my opinion. And I think yeah. that's only a, a great sign for us yeah. going forward. Yeah.
1: Yeah, thanks everyone. Anyway, I think uh, we, you know it's it's a brilliant time to be a little puddling. I mean, just hopefully we will get on the ground sooner rather than later. Uh, you've, been you've, been, you've, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been
0: listening to Ali LaRouge. We got a prize at our time, with only two thousand, isn't
1: there? you've been listening to Ali Rouge. Everyone who listens all around the world, uh, you know, keep on listening. Uh, we rely upon your comments on Facebook and and Twitter. Uh, keep on listening, and hopefully. The Reds will keep on winning and hopefully we'll be back in the ground sometime this well, in 2021 and uh, Ali Rouge will still be going. Thanks for listening and um thanks for all your support. Thanks, John. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Mono. Yes,
2: Pete. Cheers, Re-
1: Riaz. He didn't want to talk about Atalanta or Brighton. <laughs> 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 okay, thanks a lot for listening. You've been listening to Ali Rouge. Thank you.
3: You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red Channel.